talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. It's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Philadelphia fans, boo. We do it better than anybody else, I'd like to think. And I wear it like a badge of honor. How can we judge a guy? How can we honestly assess his quarterback play when he's just given some of the most terrible weapons the NFL has ever seen? Here are your hosts. This is one of the more disappointing outcomes for a Philadelphia sports team in the last decade. And John Mita. But Ben Simmons, my God, learn how to shoot. It is the Brotherly Love Podcast on Anchor.fm. It's a mobile edition, literally. Joe and Arnold, John Mita with you. Johnny Mita, what's up, brother? How are we doing, Joe? Yeah, it is a mobile edition. I'm currently sitting in a parking lot right now, so we're both mobilizing. So hopefully the quality for this podcast will meet the listeners' expectations. Yeah, well said, <laughs> my friend. And if not, you know. Not, we just haven't done one in a while, so we just got to get it out there, you know? Yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. We'll, we'll bang out a 20, 25-minute episode talking some birds, talking some Sixers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper, your National League MVP. Woo! Oh, yeah. Your guy. I'd like to thank my chef. How vindicated like thank- do you feel, John Maynard, that your guy, Bryce Harper, won the MVP? Well, I mean, listen, I think everyone was worried about the contract. Like, oh, my God, he's not worth this contract. If you look at the two full seasons that he's played in Philadelphia, they've been pretty damn good. One was the MVP year. His first season, what did he hit? Like 35 home runs, 100 ribbies, something like that. And then you had the, the the shortened COVID year, which was a disaster for pretty much everyone. So, all in all, I think he's come as advertised. And if we could just put some pieces around him and let this team compete next year, that would be a, a plus. Well, Lord knows there, there's – a, a lot of uh, pieces that need to be put around. Oh them. my God, that's the problem. It'd be one thing if you needed one or two. This team's like looking at five. And the other it, problem is because your form system's so tragically awful. It's time for Johnny Warbucks Middleton to open up the damn war chest for once in his life. In 2019, Harper had 114 RBIs. Okay. All right. And 99 walks. Almost scored 100 runs as well, hit 260. Last year, shortened year, 268, uh, just 33 RBIs mm-hmm. and 51 hits. But, you know, again, just 190 at-bats. This year, 488 at-bats, 84 RBIs, uh, 100 bucks. So, Yeah, and it, he also missed a little bit of time and he you know, after he got – Hit in the face, you missed oh, some yeah. time. Yeah, listen, that was a big, that was yeah. probably the part of his season that that he swooned a bit, right? Like that was yeah. thereafter, and, and understandably <laughs> so. I mean, you take a hundred mile an hour heater. Well, even in the, the press conference, piece. he he got pretty emotional about just talking about getting hit in the face. So yeah. you know that had you know that kind of wore on him a little bit. I mean, anybody. Yep. yep. So, do you want to give me uh, <clears throat> the business for? Not being on the Bryce Harper bandwagon until well, more recently. Well, I mean, I think eventually, Joe, you will come to our side of things. You know, I know I've been Danny. on your side. When nah, you I mean? know. listen. Now, how could you not like this guy as a player? I mean, the guy yeah, gives I it everything he has. 
all the fanatic headband and the swag and the playing the right. Rocky theme song or whatever he did when he was coming <sighs> to the plate. Like, you know, I just, I thought it was too much. I get it. You're trying to become one of us, a Philadelphia and part of the fan base, whatever. I he, guess. He's trying harder at that. Bryce Harper and Nick Sirianni right now. I'm well, just I, listen, I, 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 I couldn't agree more from the standpoint like Sirianni's just got to let it go. Like the beat Dallas t-shirts, like how'd that work out a month ago? Yeah, you know, not, like, not too good. Yeah. yeah. So just come in and do your thing and we will embrace. That's all true in this town for decades. Close you your mouth, it. work hard, exhibit a chase Utley and you'll be just fine. You know, play with emotion, yep. play with passion. And do some good things in the community. Like, I'm not saying you got to be hidden. That we can't right. see you. Like, just be impactful. And sure. the rest will take care of itself. But I'm happy for Bryce Harper, obviously. Um, and let me just let me just lob this in there, though, for you, John Mita. Did Bryce Harper luck out a little bit? Meaning, has the Padres and Fernando Tatis Jr. made the playoffs? Or had the Nationals and Juan Soto made the postseason. Like, it kind of feels like a year where the the three main candidates, the finalists, they were non-playoff teams. Right. And I know it's not a playoff award. Uh-huh. Like, if, if the Phillies had made the postseason, he'd have been an absolute lock to win it. And he might yep. have been the lock anyway. I didn't look at the number of votes. He probably but. would have been like Otani, would have been unanimous. Right. <clears throat> but had somebody on the Dodgers or the Giants yeah. or the Brewers had an outstanding season or any of those guys I mentioned, the Padres get in, there's no way Harper wins it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's probably some truth in that. I, I would agree with that. I, I just think that – I just I feel like it doesn't happen <clears throat> often where a team that misses the playoffs has the league MVP. Yeah. I could be wrong. But all the deficiencies, I mean, this guy just carried him so many times. Yeah, you know? I won, you know, to lose Reese Hoskins for the last, what, oh, eight weeks? and Right, which was and killer. they yeah. continued to no hang in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, JT was very up and down. Yep. Um, and they continued to hang in the race. McCutcheon was very up and down. Um, yeah, I, I think all in all, look, it's a great year. He walked 100 times for crying out loud. Imagine the damage he had done if they weren't pitching around him so much. He hit exactly. 309, which is a hard thing to do these days. In yeah, baseball. I mean, Not if you can hit over hit 300, 300. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 really good. Yeah. But I think when you look at it, the last <clears throat> MVP, Ryan Howard? The last Phillies MVP? Yeah. Yeah. Right, it was Rollins and then Howard. Rollins, Howard, yep, correct. And that would have been 08 for Howard or 07? 07, I think. 07, he just clobbered. Yeah, 56 dingers. Yeah. And he hit over 300. Yeah, he was just, that was one of the greatest single-season performances of all time. Yep, it was. I mean, that weekend in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I think it. Tim Hudson, he hit three dingers off Tim Hudson, if I remember right, or at least that day against their pitching staff on like a Sunday afternoon in September when they're making that push. I mean, and he was hitting the ball to dead center. This was pre-pulling the oh, ball yeah. Ryan Howard. Oh, know, yeah. This was and, spraying and, and the field. And he, and he was spraying it to the opposite field yep. a little bit. I mean, yep. every time he came up to plate that year, you felt like he was going to hit a home run. Honestly, yep. God. 
Yeah, That's what amazing. it felt like. Yeah. yeah. Remember then in the playoffs, of course, he had that famous line, it just get me to the plate. Yeah. You know, in the, that 08, 09, 10 run where, you know, he was as feared as there was in baseball as far as stepping to the batter's box. So, but, yeah, congrats to Bryce Harper. Well-deserved. <laughs> Philly's got to get it figured out because. Yeah, Zach Wheeler, too, a little honorable mention. Yeah. And his second in Cy Young. Stick tap. Yeah, I mean, if he he kind of faltered at the end of the season, he had some rough outings. He he might have, you know, the, it could have been well, a season just, where you were. To me, this could be this could be a weird way of looking at it. To me, there's no way two Phillies, no way they were yeah. taking on the Cy Young and the MVP for a team that won what eighty five games. Like I yeah. just I just no. don't think that's that's just not no. something that's going to happen. Now I doubt the voters looked at it that way, but I just can't see. I couldn't yeah. see the way it was that it was going to play out that way, but um, it is what it is, man. They they have a lot of work to do this summer. Um, you know, Absolutely. their drafting has been atrocious oh, God. in recent well, years, and so they're going to have to they're going to have to buy their team. It's that simple. Yeah, and they've you know they've kind of done some upheaval in the front office and the scouting department. So hopefully Dombrowski gets his stuff together, and I mean. We're going to need two outfielders. I mean, the laundry list. Two outfielders, a closer. 15 pitchers. 15 relief pitchers. Yeah. A backup catcher. A backup catcher. Oh, yeah, by the another, way. Another baseman. quality starting pitcher. Yeah. Third baseman. Well, hopefully the National League institutes the national designated hitter. That would help something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. All right, so the Sixers, right. my friend, they got off the schneid. Um, uh-huh. You know, if you had, if I told you a week ago, which I had actually thought about doing, either texting or calling you, uh-huh. and being like, man, like, I was very proud of the way the Sixers were playing basketball. They were uh-huh. competing without Embiid, without number 25, who we don't mention by name. Nope. And they were hanging in games. They were winning games. And then all of a sudden I looked and I was like, damn, they lost four in a row or five in a row, whatever it was. Well, well they bounced back. They get a win over the Nuggets, 103-89. I'm looking at the box score here because I didn't watch yeah. the second of the game. Yeah, yeah, that was That was a great uh, take, win take last Take me through night. it, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a big win last night after getting cooked in Utah on Tuesday night by 35 points. I mean, nobody expected that. Here's, you know, the good old gift that keeps on giving, the great coronavirus. I mean, they've lost Tobias Harris to coronavirus. They've lost Joel Embiid to corona. And they've lost Matisse Thibel. Uh, Danny Green's been banged up with a hamstring injury. He's come back. He came back a little too quick, which is one of those nagging injuries, which you should never come back too quick from. But I love how they compete. Yeah, I mean, they've lost some games. Uh, but listen, I, I like the way this team, once they get their components back, once everyone gets healthy, and it looks like Embiid and maybe Thibault will be able to join them out west this weekend, possibly. I think, listen, I still think they they can win a lot of games. Everyone keeps talking about number 25 and, you know, just get rid of them for a sack and nickels. And at this point, you just, you know, all these people on TNT barking like, just get rid of them and killing Daryl Morey. Listen, people, this is what people don't realize, man. You have to make the money match up, you know? It's not like we could trade Ben Simmons for a sack of three, like, average role players. They have to make his salary, which is between, like, 35 and $37 million. That's not an easy task. So everyone needs, you know what, just let him sit on the sideline, 
and do whatever he's doing. Wait to the trade deadline. And if he doesn't get traded by the trade deadline or this December 15th deadline, then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But I like, listen, Tyrese Maxey is playing extremely well. Um, he's The kid's just going to get better and better. Uh, the bench pieces they picked up between George Niang and, and just threw, Andre just Drummond. Just through Iowa State, brother. Oh, yeah, cyclone. Oh, you should have saw the block that he had last night on Marcus Morris. Little Iowa State, Iowa State crime on crime last night. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, they've, they've been good, man. And Doc Rivers, I mean, they were off to a rocket start. And then, you know, they got caught up with the vid. So, I think the good thing with um, B going out, this will give him some more time to rest his, those achy knees. And, uh, listen, it's why – I mean, Milwaukee right now is not even in a playoff spot. So, there's so much basketball to be played. I like where this team's at. The question is, you know, where are they going to get return? So. Let me ask you this, John Mita. Yeah. Is there any substance to a point that I heard yesterday on WIP? It was brought up from Spike Eskin. They played oh, a clip yeah. that, he, that okay. he was spouting off about Tyrese Maxey and I, I Being similar to Mike, did you hear it, Michael Carter Williams? And just the fact that the the numbers, the stats, the the points, uh-huh. they're hollow from Tyrese Maxey because they they weren't winning games. You watch all the uh-huh. time. Yep. What I mean, I I love watching Maxey because he's got that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. He's like the complete opposite of number twenty five from the standpoint of he wants the ball in his hands. And I mm-hmm. know he doesn't defend like twenty five does. I know he can't. He doesn't have the length or maybe yeah. the athleticism. But this kid wants the rock. And I don't think he's going to short you on energy and effort. He's going to learn and continue to improve, in my opinion. I love watching Tyrese Maxey play. We all thought he was a steal when they got him so late in the draft as they did in the first round uh, You know, prior to last season. What do you see? Are they hollow numbers, or is Tyrese Maxey on the right path? No, I mean, I think, listen, you want to talk about growth. Like, people didn't really think he could come in and be a starting point guard for this team. Um, obviously, maybe you want him to get up his numbers a little bit when it comes to the assist category. A lot of times, you know, the, the big argument with him is, is he a true point guard or is he more of like a combo shooting guard? So, again, maybe it's something they'll have to address, but I love where he's at. And, you know, I think Spike Eskin's a fraud. If the, I wouldn't even put Michael Carter-Williams and Tyrese Max in the same sentence. Um, but, no, this kid's only going to get better. Here's the number of things. He is an absolute gym rat, okay, and he's extremely coachable. And it seems like he's taking on a leadership voice. The kid is so young, man. He is so young. I love him. I wouldn't trade him at all. I mean, if I had the, if I could land Damian Lillard and he had to be in the deal, or a guy like Bradley Beal, like, and they had, they have to have Maxi, then I might have to do it because Joel and Window. Uh, to win a championship, I think, is in the next three to four years. You know, you're going to get the best out of him. So I would do it, but I'd hold on to that kid forever, you know. Yeah, and I would say to the point of hollow numbers, I mean, couldn't you argue that 25 often puts up hollow numbers? Um, Because when it matters the most. He's a guy that can get you 30 points, you know. Right. Number 25 can get you 25. I mean, granted, he had that one game in Utah where, I mean, it was his career high. I've never seen him. Be so aggressive and just yeah. play so well. Yeah, but other I bet than you, that, I bet you eighty-five percent of his points came from within seven feet. Exactly. Like if, if Maxie's averaging seventeen right now, 
I'm pretty sure he can get over 20 by next year. You know? Yeah. And you uh, got him, what, 18th overall or something? Yeah. No. He, uh, listen, I think that draft is going to be huge. I think it's going to be one of the best drafts in Sixers history between Maxie, you know, Paul Reed, and Isaiah Joe. I mean, I think they found three players. When you can find three players that will play some significant minutes for your team, that's a great draft. Especially yeah, and, in the and NBA. For a, yeah, and for a team that, well, hell, we'd love the Eagles to find three players in a draft, and they have like oh. 30 picks to do it. Exactly. Um, and Sixers we never did it without and the Sixers never guys hit on in their Europe. second round picks. And, yeah, they, you know, they did it without stashing guys in Europe for once, and exactly. they did it with, you know, average to below average pick numbers because yeah. they were a good team. So, yeah, points well taken. Um, all right, so Sixers on yeah, the path we'll keep, to – you know, 50 wins-ish. Yeah, I still think they're going to win 50. Yeah, okay. I do. Right. I think John the, it's a lot. Again, help. Yeah, I love it. I By still the way, think... where's our $12.50? You going to lay that on something? Uh, we're going to find something good for that, buddy. Can you please stop talking about this and lay some money down on a random <laughs> golfer and then right. text me and tell me that we lost it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're going to bet some rando. Okay, I'll some be ran- back in Vegas next month. You- yeah. What do you think, Devontae Smith? Think he can pull in the rookie of the year? He has the next great next couple of weeks? Listen. I'm, I wonder what know, that is right now. Look at the teams that they're going up against. You know, oh, I know. I mean, after this weekend against the Saints, there are some teams that you can you rack can up feast. some points against. And, you know, there's a gap there. Mac Jones and Jamar uh, Chase have to be the front runners, right? But Oh, yeah. Mac Jones. Um Anyway, let's uh, let's pivot to the birds. Go birds! Go birds! And uh, they have a chance this Sunday to either keep the season alive again, or put us all back into a state of misery. Um, let's start though with the last couple of weeks and running the football, which they tried to get away from a little bit against Denver. And I was I texted you right away. I'm like, here we go. Like early second half. You throw the ball a couple times, Hurts gets picked, and I texted you, and I was like, why'd they stop running the ball? Like, you, you have to run the ball on first and second down to keep things manageable. This is not rocket science. So uh, what have you made the last few weeks? Mainly running the ball <laughs> seems to have helped, uh, have helped this team. I mean, oh, my God. It, it's like it, it, it's just all I can say is frustrating. You know what I mean? Frustration, an all-time level. Frustration that the first seven weeks we didn't see this? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Against Detroit, like, they ran the ball like 40 times. They win the game 44-6. to six. It was like a laugher. It's like, here we go. Jordan Howard's on the practice squad. Again, a guy that I thought made, should have made the team originally. You know? You can't tell me. Who would you rather have on your team, Arcega Whiteside or Jordan oh, Howard? Don't even start. All right. Don't even start. That guy's hurt again. Yeah. Yep. Let me let me throw this unpopular take into your wheelhouse, Sean Mina. And I've been oh, saying this for two years now. And I don't know if anybody believe, like wants to listen or whatever, but I am a Boston Scott fan. This guy huh? runs hard every play. And I know yeah. a lot of times we'd see him late in games and garbage time minutes, but he's always running north and south. He's always running hard. Now, last year at some point, maybe as the season was coming to an end and it was a train wreck, I remember 
Again, I'm going to reference back to WIP. I've been listening a lot lately, lately, but Ike Reese was just like laughing off Boston Scott as being like he's not a real NFL running back, right? Like he's a nice player, nice guy. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, but he was sort of like, you know, he's not he's not a guy. You know, he's not a NFL running. He's not a star. He's a, and so I kind of was like, yeah, you know, like I was I was willing to give that a lot of credence, a lot of weight, and be like. So when Boston Scott wasn't playing early, when Boston Scott was on the practice squad or didn't make the team initially, like I didn't think that much of it. And I feel like partly because in the back of my head, I was thinking back to what Ike Reese had brought up. Obviously, I respect his opinion. But then here comes Boston Scott from the graveyard out of the scrap heap to, you know, 80 yards a game or whatever. Like, again, running hard. And between him and Jordan Howard – they're going between the tackles and they're getting to the second level. And it's been a revelation for this team to take pressure off their young quarterback, control the time of possession and stay in football games. And we've talked about it forever, but I don't know what the, the I don't know what the hesitation was to not give Boston Scott and or Jordan Howard any reps at all. I mean, yeah. now Kenneth Gainwell's like, missing an action he, he's third on the depth chart now i mean it, so it, I, it, I don't all right let me ask you this yeah. and i know you're not going to necessarily have the answer but give me your opinion uh-huh. did this happen out of sheer luck and circumstance did it happen because this was the plan the whole time was to see what the offense could do with hurts carrying it and what after six weeks of beating their head in the wall they said that's enough like as a fan base, we're always looking for that instant gratification, right? You have a great game Sunday, you're a hero Monday. You stink Sunday, trade them, right? Like, that's how the media and the fans react. Did they wait too long? Did this happen organically? Like, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of the fan base's opinion, like, after, say, week four or five or six, like, you should have immediately pivoted. It shouldn't have taken this long. To no. figure it out, I guess is what I'm getting at. Where do you Listen, come out on all this? Do you give the coaching staff credit? This, this is what I'll say, and I've said it, and I'll beat this dead horse to a pulp. But a young quarterback's best friend is a strong running game. You don't need to put make your young quarterback throw the ball 40 to 50 times. We know what a successful plan running the football. Look at the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, there's the blueprint, right? That LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajay, um, Darren Sproles. I mean, it, it, um, Corey Clement. Corey Clement. They had three, four guys, and they were pounding it, and it opened up every other facet of the offensive game. Yeah, the RPOs. And, which exactly. Should be great at running with his yeah, athleticism. Like they're like the best team, rush team in the league. The last three weeks, they're like averaging like two hundred yards a game. It's like this could have been there. And everyone's like, now here's the big dilemma, Joe. Now everyone's like this. Well, I don't know. Well, first of all, let's start with, hey, how about some handoffs when you're under center? Boy, there's a magical idea that we were calling for. <laughs> Kill the sure. damn shotgun handoff. And everyone's like, well, oh, what are you doing with my stairs? I don't know if you want to screw this up. Maybe not trust him. Are you effing kidding me? First of all, he's the best running back on your roster. If they would have committed to running the football – in the first darn four weeks of the season, he might have a rushing touchdown by now. And for fantasy owners like myself, <laughs> I would like to see that. 
How about the fact that Miles Sanders' best game and then he got hurt? Like when he actually – they had given it to him a few times and then he goes down with an injury. Um, yeah, and I did find it funny. Well, it's like how, how do we reacclimate him? And, like, listen, I'm not saying he doesn't dress. Yeah. But I don't know that he just comes back in and he should take over, you know. Well, Sirianni said when he comes in, he's our star. But yeah, of course I, he But, is. again, you're right. Right. But, I mean, I, you go by committee. You right. know, you But keep pounding it. If it's worth now, this is going to be a true test because New Orleans is number one. They're the number one rush defense in the entire NFL. Right. So this is going to be a test. But but, but, I thought, but again, I do not abandon that, the plan. Right. That'll drive fun. me eight crap <laughs> in the stands. Was, I thought it yeah. was funny that people were like, "How are you going to find carries for Sanders?" It's like, well, he didn't get it. He wasn't getting any anyway. So he had get like three carries yeah, a game. It's perfect. It's so absurd. Let's, let's give him six now and give Howard. Eight and Boston Scott four, and there now you've run the ball as much as you did in the first month of the season in one game. So, yeah, I hope they stick with it. They Will the Philadelphia to. Eagles win a home game on Sunday uh, at the link, John? Mina? If they don't, I'm I'm going to somersault off the. Uh, <laughs> to me, this last Eagles game, by the way, and this is not a shout out to security. Some guy accused me of stealing his wallet against the Chargers. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I got shook down. Guy we need comes this up story. to me out of oh, it's unbelievable. I'm walking through trying to get a non-alcoholic beverage. Guy goes, "Yo, buddy, yo, you stop, stop." I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Hang stop. on a second. Let's go back. Why are you getting a non-alcoholic beverage? Are you driving? You were getting ready to leave. You had to drive. You were nah, water. I just, like, you know, I just needed you soda. I just, what were you getting? You know, I just need a change of flavor, Joe. You know, sometimes you just need a change of flavor. What were you getting? Were you getting a Coke or Like a, a lemonade. No, I can't drink soda anymore. Uh, Something so like brought, a lemonade so or ice tea. you in? brought vodka in your pocket? Yeah, I got those airplane bottles. That's my brother's <laughs> new trick. Yeah. No. So this guy screamed at me. I'm like, dude, I'm your wallet. You got it. Let me see your wallet. I'm like, no, sir. If you don't get out of my face, I don't know what your problem is. And then I start pulling out my cards. I'm like, here's my driver's license. Here's my debit card. He's still screaming, security, this guy. The police come over. What? They start, yeah, they shake me down. I go, this is on. Looking for a second wallet, basically? Yeah. And I pull mine out. Oh, what's in your back pocket? You got some, man. Then they're trying to kick me out because I'm losing my damn mind, clearly. Yeah. I'm like, I've been a season ticket holder for 19 years. I'm like, I can't wait to sue every one of what you. Point in the, <laughs> what point in the game was this? Second quarter? I missed like 30 minutes. What? Yeah. It was brutal. They're like, oh, sir, this is just a case of mistaken identity. I'm like, no, shit. Like, I tried to prove to this. They're like, well, well he's John Mita, you are like, you're kind of one of a kind in a lot of ways at being six foot four or whatever, six I, I don't five. Know, I don't like, know why this stuff happens. Man. It's not be, like, it's not it's like so strange. you're just some random five foot ten guy. Yeah. Walking around. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it was, I was so, you have no idea how he was. I mean, I wanted to, I. Was the I, guy accusing you? Did he seem like a Birds fan? Was he? No, was he, he just drugs? said, like, I don't was know he, if he was part of like a pickpocket. Somebody, he held his wallet out. Somebody bumped into him and then somebody else like scooped it up and took off. Like, I don't know if that was it. But like, I'm like, dude, this is not your wallet. And I'm pulling it out. I'm like, look, everything's got my name on it in this wallet. I'm like, here's my Costco card. Another picture of me, you clowns. If you saw him today, would you recognize him? Yeah, I would. Oh, he's on yeah. your list now, huh? 
Uh, he was sitting C. He was in C nineteen. They're like, oh, well, he's oh. in C nineteen. So, uh, you know, hopefully you don't run into. It. I'm like, dude, he better hope not to run into me again. <laughs> All right. Did Especially he buy on... you a beer afterwards? No, man. They just separated and they disappeared like an idiot. Ah, obviously, no, nah, nah, the nothing. cops apologize. The cops were very good, and I apologize myself for getting so heated. But you can only imagine <laughs> yeah. how hot I was. Boy, and you're missing then the they, game. Then these girls. And these two girls at the table scream at me, Sharon, you need to calm down. I'm like, you need to just step <laughs> aside. Business. That's all. You know, something of that nature. It might not have been that sweet, but, you know. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's accusing me. I, I thought I was going to get into a fist fight, honest to God. But, you know, listen, That's I've been there. an amazing story. Listen, Sorry I had, I had my but... cell phone taken one time coming out of Jack's place. You know, some girl bumped into me. Next thing you know. She scooped it up and she's riving on the jitney with it. Said, "Come get your phone." So I mean, I get it. Things happen like that, but I was fired up. But yes, we better get a win this weekend. I think we will. Prediction time. Playing, Trevor Simeon is terrible, and they're playing with. They're going to be without Alvin Kamara, who's their best running back. Yes, he ruled out. I believe so. He didn't practice yesterday. I imagine. So, you know, I, I don't know, think John I think he's still on the fence for Sunday. So, well, anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. But they don't have two offensive tackles. So, you know, maybe Derek Barnett will put his personal fouls down and maybe grab a sack or two. Just saying. More penalties or impact plays for Derek Barnett on Sunday. Oh, my God. Dude, it's it's like a broken record with this guy. I, I can't take it. I, I, w- I would love to cut him. But the problem is we have no depth at that position. So we can't cut him. And, again, it would be another wasted first-round draft pick by no one other than the great Howie Roseman. Howie season's approaching. Oh, man. Hide the women and Well, children. let me get your thoughts real quick, Joe, before yep. we wrap this up. Where are you on Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback for this football team so moving I, forward? I, great question. I'm glad you addressed it because it might be a few more weeks before we get there again. Mm-hmm. I have been – I wavered slightly for a few weeks with the accuracy issues. Uh-huh. But I felt like since last year, I've been impressed with a lot of the things everybody else has been talking about, the intangibles, the, the competitiveness, the strength, the, like, he, mm-hmm. I, I like him. I want to root for him. He seems very even-keeled, right? And he's been a winner mm-hmm. in his collegiate career. And quite honestly, with the dreck he's been playing with in Philadelphia, the NFL level, he's been a winner as well. Um, Sunday against Denver was a big step forward. I'd like to see him do it again, as you point out, against a great Saints defense. But I was not ready to jump off the ship as quickly as some, some of those who listen to this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. um, With the very pedestrian games or – Again, it was the accuracy that was that was the biggest thing for me. It was like well, missing that, Goddard wide open on a play right. that ends up there, coming there's back still to some accuracy in. issues. Yep. I agree. And he wasn't think, perfect Sunday against the Broncos, but no, they no, also but he made gave him a clean big pocket. He, he hung in yeah. there. He had some, you know, he gave his receivers a chance to jump ball to Devonta Smith. I mean, well, I, and I he hit really Quez Watkins. Like I mean, yeah, he right should have three touchdowns. Yep. I mean, I that was a brilliant ball. I agree. Um, I think the biggest, the hardest thing for me was to differentiate. Is the guy just not good enough, or is the coach just not putting him in a good enough position? 
Well, John Mita, I'm glad you bring that up because there were points earlier this year, and we might see it again as this season moves along. It could happen as soon as Sunday, where Jalen Hurts looked a lot like Carson Wentz. Yeah. Last year, where yep. running for his life appears kind of jittery and scared, turning the ball over, looking lost. The offense is doing nothing. The offensive line looks in shambles. Like, just run from the pocket, run for your life. Like, just a lot of those same. Like, there were stretches this year, earlier this season for the Eagles. It looked, the offense looked so similar to last year that I was beginning, and we talked about this, beginning to think there's, like, uh, the conspiracy theories were reigning true, whereas, like, Howie and Jeffrey were literally running the team to the point where the coaches didn't matter, the players didn't matter, the quarterback didn't matter. Like, they were saying, here's the mandate, you go out and do this, and when it wasn't working, there was no way of fixing it, right? Like, if that makes sense. Um, Because it just seemed so eerily similar and so terrible. Like, it's just bad football. Now, it's been better the last few weeks. We'll see if they can keep it going. Um, but I think, you know, we're the formula is there. Run the ball, get some contributions from the defense. Special teams occasionally makes a play. And let the young quarterback just sort of manage his way through the game and make some plays with his legs. I don't think that's a terrible recipe, especially for a young team with low expectations. No, and, and the other thing is, too, like, I think this team is also lacking, like, a, a decent veteran wide receiver. You know what I mean? Or any veteran wide receiver. Right. Or that. Right. Yeah. So, I, which could help out the other guys and just be that presence needed. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, John. I mean, I know you got to run. In yes. Fact, I can hear you firing up the vehicle. So, so prediction time. <laughs> All right. All right. Prediction time. Well, we are going to get our first win. I'm going to scream as loud as I can to get this first win and represent C16. My prediction for the game is going to be 31-17 Eagles. 31-17? Oh, yeah. That's a laugher. Yeah. We're going to have another defensive touchdown. I think there's going to be another pick six. Big play slay. Big play slay. I mean, he's been – I mean, it's about time. But, I mean, it's like Jonathan Gannon finally put this guy and let him cover people one-on-one. Stop with the zone coverage, for God's sakes. Anyway, that's my I'm prediction. I'm going to give you 27 to 3. Ooh. Oh, boy. It's a close one. Hurts Jay might Kelly need a little magic late, but he is the critic for one more week. And with the schedule coming up, filling up themselves back. Playoff conversation scenario. I like the way you phrase that conversation scenario. Everyone's like, oh, getting ahead of themselves. It's like, I know our division is crap, but hello. Yeah. We need I to mean, see this some consistency. Beating the sweeping the Giants and the Washington football team are no guarantees. So this team has two more losses before they're out, right? right. They're at six losses, eight, and that's, you know, if they don't go nine and eight, I don't think they get in. So. They got two more to play with. They still have to play Dallas again, albeit hopefully a meaningless game for the Cowgirls at that point. But, you know, they have they have some divisional games that won't be easy. And, again, they haven't proven they can win at home, so they got to get that figured out. I agree. I right, agree. Brother. Godspeed. Good stuff. You got it, buddy. Good luck today. Hopping on the bird to Florida. Go yep. call a game. So, uh, best of luck. And your team's killing it, right? You guys first yep. place? 
11 and 5. Wow. Very cool. Not a bad start. So uh, appreciate everybody tuning in on the, what, gosh, 203rd or 4th or 5th, something like that episode of the Brother of Love podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, Johnny Mita, Godspeed. Go get him Sunday. You got it, Go Birds. Always Run a through pleasure, a wall. Joe. Run Thanks through a wall. Thanks for everyone listening. Link. Yeah, exactly. Run the ball. You'll be yep. hearing that chant. Believe me. Fly Eagles fly. Till next time. Go Birds. The Go Birds. Love Podcast. John Mita, Joe O'Donnell. We'll see.